This is Big F and Joe, and you're listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Without Memphis, there would be no hardcore, and obviously we all know where that leads. Live your best life, die your best death. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum now. Come on, quit it! Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast. We are as always the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am your host Mr Luke Jennings hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy here as we hurtle towards the end of January. Already a month, nearly a month has gone in 2024. Who'd have funked it? Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Old Bakery Pro and don't forget to hit the subscribe button here on our first home, the place to be wrestling network, home of great shows such as Wrestling's Chicken Salad, PTB Weekend Special, PTB Ends Main Event, Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, Hamburg All-Stars, Monday Night Project, Pure Resto Passion and many other great shows that aren't all presented by me. The last four are... <laughs> the last... The last three. Uh, you can follow the network on PTB and Wrestling, and you can also find us on our second home, the WrestleCopia Network, home of Ray Russell, who brings you great shows like the Wrestling Memory Grenade, where he is covering January into February 1988 WWF. He's also got the Wrestling Stoop with Bob Roop. He's also got the Regional Wrestling Show, where he covers uh, three different territories in time. He is covering 1981 Georgia with Jamie Ward, 1986 UWF with Roman Gomez, and 1985 in Memphis with Gene Jackson. He's also got many other great shows in the pipelines and uh, coming up and all that kind of jazz. You can follow the network WrestleCopia, that is Wrestle, C-O-P-I-A. And don't forget to follow our sister network, the North-South Connection. Again, available on all good podcast suppliers. Home of great shows such as New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, The Jenny Position, Alakawakiti, Extreme 3 Red Dance, Chronoso, and many other great shows covering a whole range of topics and uh, eras and sports. They've got a nice... Um, wrestling slash uh, football American football show over there as well turnbuckles and touchdowns I think or turn but touchdowns to turnbuckles some of that that's a very good interesting listen <clears throat> you can follow the guys on Twitter at no so pod network you can also find them on YouTube just search north south connection on YouTube where you can watch some of those podcasts in their video form you can also find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash at Memphis cast allows you to watch today's episode as well as uh, other stuff we've got over there. We've got a bit of uh, Australia, a bit of Florida, a bit of uh, Japan, a bit of WCW, um, and some other stuff. So youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast. And while you're out and about on the internet, please visit whenitwascool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. This week on the show, we're covering the 10th of March, 1984. Last week, we covered the 3rd of March, where we saw Angry Express, New, Fu- New Fabs, A Funeral. 
roll, a nightmare tag team, as well as the usual awesomes from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's just see what's been happening this week in the rest of the wrestling world. On the 4th of March 1984, there is a show in San Antonio, Texas. The Sheep Herders defeat the Fabulous Ones for the Southwest World Tag Team Titles. Also on the 4th, there is a show in Kansas City, Missouri for Central States, Kemper Arena. 10,123 witnessed the NWA World Champion Ric Flair fighting Harley Race to a 60-minute time limit draw. The main event saw Bruiser Brody defeating Kamala in a steel cage match. There's also the Junkyard Dog, uh, Buzz Sawyer and Wahoo McDaniel defeating the Road Warriors and Luke Graham. This is one of the largest attendances in the Central States area. AWA have also got a show on the 4th, Chicago, Illinois, 18,300, witnessing AWA world champion Jumbo Saruda defeating Black Jack Lanza, Billy Robinson and Brad Reagans defeating Steve Regal, not that one, and Kevin Kelly, not that one, uh, that would be Nails, I believe, the future Nails, uh, the Freebirds of Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes defeating Steve Olsonowski and Buck Zumhoff. The High Flyers battled Dino Bravo and Rick Martel to a double countout. Mr. Soyito and Jesse Ventura defeat the Crusher and Baron Von Raschke by disqualification. Stan Hansen and Nick Bockwinkel battled the Crusher and Nick um, Dick the Bruiser to a double disqualification. Okay. A giant pupper and Tendry defeated Buddy Roberts and Ronnie Garvin. Kemper at Jerry Blackwell defeat Black Jack Mulligan and Jerry Lawler on the 10th which is today that we're covering, so the 10th is the final day. Central States holds another show this time in the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. 10,752 witness Wahoo McDaniel defeating NWA Missouri heavyweight champion Harley Race in a non-title Indian strap match. Bruiser Brody fought NWA world champion Ric Flair to a double disqualification. So that was a quick one. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's head down to Lance and Dave as we cover the 10th of March 1984. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 140 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy! Most interesting today. We have the Zambui Express in here. They will be going in a handicap match. They will have four opponents in there against the Zambui Express today. Not only that, I don't think we have ever had on Championship Wrestling a battle royal with a prize that uh, we have for the winner of a battle royal today. Uh, there are going to be about 15 men involved in this battle royal. The exact number we're not uh, completely sure of right now, but there are going to be a lot of them in there. And they're going to be going for a prize of $5,000. The winner of the battle royal will take that amount of money home today. Uh, we'll have people in there like uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage is there, uh, Stagger Lee is involved in it, Zambui Express will also be in the Battle Royal. Some of the top wrestling talent around all going for the $5,000 prize to the winner of the Battle Royal later today on Championship Wrestling. We're going to be back. We'll get the action underway for you very shortly. So uh, just a second here, Eddie Marlin coming out. Eddie? Here's a trophy for the Royal, and here's the money right here. Okay. You put that in your pocket and watch it. All right. There it is, the prize for the winner of the Battle Royal. And they also get the trophy, too. So that's uh, that's coming up later today, the Battle Royal on Championship Wrestling. We're going to get underway. We will be back with you in just a moment. So it doesn't simply need Lance, but we've also got the Zambia Express versus four men. And we've also got a Battle Royal, around about 15 people for $5,000 and a lovely trophy that Eddie Marlin's just brought out. We saw the board of cash as well, so there's physical, you're actually seeing physical cash. Um, a lot of these Battle Royals, you know, there's 15000 20000 you, you never see the cash, so it's always nice to see the 
you, you see the green, you know that the combatants are actually going to be getting the money. Or are they? <laughs> Let's get back to Dave. We'll stay with the King, Jerry Lawler, in the championship match today against the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Coming in right now, the one and only Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, um, you know, Dave, it's just been brought to my attention. And, man, I guess this guy just don't give up. But it's just been brought to my attention that apparently Rick Rude has got some more comments. He's got some kind of message for me via long distance. So I certainly want to hear it. And I'm sure everybody else wants to hear what ravishing Rick Rude has to say. Take a listen right here. Austin idiot. Yeah, I'm talking to you, you filthy bleach blonde punk. You know, it's a funny thing. You've got all these ignorant hillbillies around here fooled into believing that there's no way you're going to apologize to me. Well, let me tell you something, fool. Nobody slaps me in the face and walks away scot clean. So what you're looking at right now is an either-or situation. Either you sign that typed apology Angel's going to put in that fat little hand of yours today, or I'm going to follow you into some back alley I'm going to wrap these hands around that fat neck of yours, and I'm going to squeeze an apology out of you. So the choice is up to you, Idol. It's either or. Well, there he is, ravishing Rick Rude. You know, apparently, uh, apparently, Dave, what we have here is a classic, a classic case of a dude who's got a million-dollar body but's got a ten-cent brain because I've said over and over again, I ain't apologizing to Rick Rude. As a matter of fact, if he steps out here again, I'll do it again, darling. Angel, his ballet. Is this, is this the apologies? It's the apology again that they want you to sign. I, Austin, I'll hereby apologize to Rick Rude for slapping him in the face, and he wants me to sign this. Is that right? You know, what I don't understand, what I don't understand here is that over and over and over, I've told him that I'm not going to apologize because, like I said, I don't care if we ever see Rick Root on this television program again. And I'm sure I can speak for all the people in the studio right now and all the people in our television viewing audience. We don't care if we ever see Rick Root again. But wait a minute, Angel. Now, wait a minute. I don't want... Come over here for a second, please. Come over here for a second. I'm not going to slap you or anything. I do want you to take a little something back to ravishing Rick. And it's not going to be an apology. Just simply give Rude this message. Oh, wait a minute. Austin Idol planting a big old kiss on Angel. Uh, yeah, still. Yeah, Dave, uh, very awkward. <laughs> Dave just sort of, oh no, she's like, she likes it. Oh, good Lord. She uh, was fighting him off for a second or two, but uh, he, he's very awkward. Maybe he'll understand that, huh? Well. Wow. Over this way, baby. You got the wrong way, darling. Your dressing room's over that way, man. Maybe Ricky, maybe Ravishing Rick will understand that, huh? As far as his message goes, his apology, again, send him home with a little bit of this. All right, Austin. Austin sends, uh, 
I think sends a definite message to Rick Rude, but certainly not the one that uh, Rick Rude wanted to see there as the apology is uh, torn in shreds here on the floor instead of sign. We're going to take it a break. Uh, remember, we're going to introduce you to the new fabs a little bit later on. Stay with us. That's coming up on Championship Wrestling. defense of the Southern Heavyweight title, which he's got around his waist. Championship action on championship wrestling. We're going to stop him on the way to the ring, talk to him a little bit about it. Hey, David, I just want to come by real quick and say that uh, Eddie Marlin never ceases to amaze me. He comes up and says, how would you like to defend your title on television? And uh, just like in the match with Joe LaDuke, I said no. But anyway, he made another offer that I can't refuse. So today, I hope everybody enjoys it because we're fixing to have a Southern Heavyweight Championship match right here today, and I'm looking forward to it. Indeed, the King's going to defend the belt. He's going to be defending that belt today against none other than the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Title on the line. Right here comes the Macho Man. He's a. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you might have to see this because uh, YouTube and music. Gladiator, yeah. You're the Queen Waller, yeah. The Macho Man's looking at you right now. Southern heavyweight title, yeah. Southern heavyweight title, baby brown man. I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna be a big party tonight. Cause the Macho Man right now is gonna take the belt. Think I'm gonna take the belt, baby brown, huh? To be fair, they were still using um, <clears throat> popular music in the WWF at this time. Hogan was coming out to Eye of the Tiger, um, were the uh, Windham and Rotunda there yet? I'm not entirely sure, but when they are, they're using Born in the USA, Junkyard Dogs using uh, another one, Bites of Dust. So even the WWF are using um, popular music until mid-85 when they start using sort of Jim Johnston stuff. But we've got title match here, ladies and gentlemen, Southern AWA Southern Heavyweight title match here on this week's show. Jerry Lawler versus Randy Macho Man Savage. Randy Savage is accompanied by Jimmy Hart and his father, Angelo Poffo. Uh, Jerry Lawler is wearing a black and looks like grey singlet. He hands the belt to Jerry Calhoun, who shows the crowd and Randy Savage the belt. Randy Savage is now uh, walking around the ring, shouting at the crowd. He is wearing uh, green, green turquoise trunks with Macho Man written on the back. We've got green ropes again. We've got a blue canvas. We've got red and blue uh, rope, uh, red and blue posts. Black background. We've got the spotlights in the background again this week. 
Watching man back in the ring. Joe Calhoun rings the bell. We are underway. AWA Southern Heavyweight Title Match. Both men circling. Law's got red boots on by the looks of it. Lawler's not happy with Angelo Poffer being at ringside, but Jimmy Hart has gone back backstage. So this is going to be more of a fairer fight for Lawler. Puffman's still circling. Puffman measuring each other and calling their retire. Savage pushes Lawler into the corner. Going to get a clean break. No, right hand by Lawler, uh, by uh, Savage. Lawler uh, scurries out of the corner so he doesn't get any more attacked. Randy Savage is now on all fours, sort of sliding around the ring, now slides to the outside. Crowd are very quiet, crowd aren't too sure what to make of this, but there's not been much action, so it's, uh, this, is per this is a perfect example of Memphis stalling that Savage would use when he goes to the WWF for a few uh, months, when he, go he goes in August, uh, August. July, June, July of 1985, and he continues to use that sort of that Memphis stalling for a little while. Right hand there by Lawler in the corner, which uh, Angelo Poffo is not happy about. Both men, uh, Colin Nibber top side, a look now by Savage with a right hand. Snapmares Lawler out of the corner. Reverse chin look. Randy Savage with the advantage. Trying to take the Southern Heavyweight Championship away from Jerry Lawler in this championship match right here on TV today. With two minutes into the action. Savage still with the reverse chin look applied. Again, don't know where Lance is. We've, there's been a few times where he's not been here, so he may be busy with, uh, with kids. He's got obviously got a couple of kids, so they may be doing things or... He made this because he, from what I believe, he was, he also was like the, he was a director or something, was a, he was involved in the station as well, so he wasn't just a wrestling commentator, he was actually involved in the, the daily running of the station as well, so he may be having to have a, a meeting, or he may just be having a day off, you know, just just to hell with it, and having a day off, shoulder tackle there by Savage off the ropes, off the ropes again, goes Savage over the top of Lawler, and Lawler ducks down again, Lawler ducks down again, Lawler ducks down again, Savage is still going, Lawler ducks down again, and a big hip toss by Jerry Lawler, Savage goes down, and out to the outside, Savage was just going bounce, he's just running off the ropes all the time, every time he came near Lawler, Lawler just dropped down, trip by, Savage bounced on his back, Angelo Poffo around to uh, check him out. Here's Savage climbing back through the ropes. Savage back in the ring. Both men, Savage now ducks under the ropes just to get a little bit of a break. Gets a few words from his father, Angelo Poffo. Both men circling. Hey, you better stay off the apron, out of the ring, or the Macho Man will be disqualified. He was getting preoccupied with Poffo. He has a, has a 
and looking at Savage. But Savage is getting some more words from of wisdom from his father. Crowd are getting on Savage's back. Lawler is telling the crowd, hey, you don't have to listen to this guy. Dancing around the ring, back into a corner. Leans outside the rope. Crowd was apparently really bothering uh, Savage. Four and a half minutes gone. Cole Nibber top. Arm ringer by Lawler into an arm bar. Oh, clubbers here. Puts an elbow into the shoulder blade. Now with an arm bar by Mr. Lawler. Oh, putting the knee now in the shoulder and wrenching the arm back. Painful manoeuvre there. Arm bar now by Lawler again on the shoulder. Possibly a shoulder bar, who knows? Lawler applying the pressure on that left hand of Savage's. Oh, Savage now grabbing the hair and biting. Oh, no, hair pulled by Lawler. Back down goes Savage. Jay Cullen, very underrated referee in my opinion. Doesn't get the um, doesn't get the um, props that he deserves. He refereed basically every single match, every single week on TV. He also did two or three, I guess, in the in the Coliseum. He shared the duties with with Paul Morton in the Coliseum. Um, we do. There is other referees about, I believe, at this time. But Jay Cullen doesn't get that. He obviously never went to the big leagues. He stayed in Memphis all the time he I think he stayed in the USWA um, he's never went anywhere else I think because he was like him and Lawler were best friends because they, they had I think it was Joe Cullen's baseball team or softball team that Lawler got injured in back in the early 80s um, there's not many other ones that's well i think uh, what's his name um some of the mid-atlantic ones stayed but a lot of them went to nwa and then wwf or whatever but jerry calhoun stayed and doesn't get in my opinion doesn't get the props that he deserves a very good referee um he also had he did angles with jimmy hart uh jim Cornette. he was also like in-ring combatant as well at times oh savage slingshots lawler off the top rope one two He's got a very, he's got a very um, same count. His count very rarely changes unless there's sort of um, an angle, or whatever. Whereas Paul Morton is fucking shit. Lawler's been thrown to that side. Jimmy, sorry, Randy Savage off the top rope. The referee was distracted. Randy Savage with a double axe handle from the top rope to the outside. Randy Savage now picks up Lawler. So yeah, if you're out there and you, uh, you've got an opinion on Jerry Calhoun, love to hear it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Old Bakery Pro. Um, where do you sort of rank Jerry Calhoun with the rest of the referees? Um, he's definitely up there in my sort of top ten, at least. Jerry Calhoun, one, two. Jimmy, uh, Jerry Lawler kicks out. Savage picks up Lawler and... Oh, hot shots him over the top rope. Savage did that where he jumps over the top rope to the outside and hot shots his opponent. Savage scurries back in the ring, goes for cover. One, two. Jerry Lawler's got his foot on the rope. Jerry Lawler has his foot on the ropes. 
But yeah, if you've got an opinion on Jerry Calhoun or any, like, where do you rank him like, in your referees? You know, um, to me, he, like I said, top 10, certainly better than Earl Hepner. Earl Hepner gets all the fucking um, praise, being, you know, a great referee and all this shit. But if you actually watch him on, like, a weekly basis, he is fucking shit. Uh, even if you watch him in pay-per-views, he's shit. You can tell from a million miles away when he's going to do a ref bump. Um, just diabolical. All oh, both men knocked down. Um, diabolical, really, is Earl Hepner. But yeah, Joe Calhoun, I like him. He's up there with sort of uh, Mike Kyoda, Randy Anderson, Mark Curtis for me, Bryce Remsburg. Um, I've been watching Bryce Remsburg. I, I know Bryce Remsburg from his independent days, so um, I don't just know him from... AEW, I know him from 20, like, I watched him 20 years ago when he was in uh, Chikara and stuff like that, so. Lawler kicks out again. Goes for another cover, does Savage. No, he's choking him now, because I think Calhoun's been distracted by, no. Calhoun was being distracted by Poffo. Two. Shoulder up. Savage is uh, definitely in control of this match. Oh, Lawler's good. Savage has been... Hits Lawler with a... No, he's going for a pile driver. Boom! Hits a pile driver. Good Lord, referee was distracted again. That is a, a move banned in Tennessee. Banned in a lot of professional wrestling. Savage goes for the cover. One. Two. Lawler kicks out. Lawler kicks out. Excuse me, Lawler kicks out. Joe Callum didn't see if he'd have seen it. The match would have been ended in a disqualification. Oh, no. Lawler picks up Savage. Oh, drops him with a back suplex. Both men down. Both men down. Joe Callum now with a stand in 10 count. He's up to five, I think. Both men up. Lawler picks up Savage. So a deadlock shove off by Savage. Oh, shoulder tackle by Lawler. Down goes Savage. Lawler falls down. One, two. Oh, two. Savage kicked out. Lawler sort of just collapsed on top of Savage for the two count. Savage goes for cover now. One, two. Kick out. Crowd fully behind Lawler. Lawler blocks the attempted head into the top turnbuckle and again. Savage now. Oh, goes third first at that top turnbuckle. Basically a fucking metal hook wrapped in duct tape. Stamps down. The strap is down. Lawler now. Big right hand. Big right hand. Big right hand. He's knocking and rocking the macho man, Randy Savage. Picks him up now. Irish whip by Lawler. Oh, he went for a back boy jump, but he ducked down too soon and Savage kicked him. Angela Poffin now on the apron. Distracting Jerry Calhoun. Randy Savage on the top rope. Randy Savage on the top rope and misses an elbow drop. Top rope maneuvers are illegal here in the Memphis territory. That's why the referee was distracted. Oh, no. Jerry Calhoun went down. Savage rammed Lawler into Calhoun and both men hit heads and they are down. Lawler now. Angelo Poffo's holding on Lawler. Savage off the ropes. Oh no! Lawler ducked and Savage hit his own father with a knee. Schoolboy, schoolboy boy Lawler, schoolboy boy Lawler. One, two. Oh, Angelo Poffo comes in and kicks Lawler in the head. 
As a disqualification, Joey Calhoun has disqualified Randy Savage for the interference by Angelo Poffo. Jumped into the ring and interfered. Savage out of the ring now. The Macho Man, oh look out, the Macho Man firing a chair into the ring. With Angelo Poffo and Randy Savage on their way out. It was kind of pleasant uh, here for a while because Hart was in the back, but oh. out here now, unfortunately. You know what? Let me tell you something. The new Fabulous Ones are taking the country by storm, people. Your very own Fabulous Ones, baby. Let me tell you what. I've got a brand new video I'm going to bring today, and I promise you, when the week's over, after the people see this here, it's going to be on MTV everywhere. Come on, guys. Roll that video upstairs. Woo! It's number one. I We're seeing a new fabulous video, fabulous ones video. This is obviously the fabulous ones that were, were revealed last week. The Bruise Brothers died. The fabulous ones were revealed. They are put up cash dream machine. Obviously, we saw that um, very to very to the knuckle um, video of the funeral. Obviously, uh, only a few couple of weeks short of that. David von Eric actually dying. Um, yeah, I was, I was, it's a bit dubious, but so we're seeing this music video of the Fabulous Ones defeating. I'm not sure who they are. Defeat. Actually, they've only had sort of one match as a as the Fabulous Ones, and that was the Mid South Coliseum. Who is that? Who is that? Let's have a look. Uh, da -da 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 -da. That is Spike Huber and Scott Shannon. They are subbing for Staggerly and Norvell Austin. Uh, not entirely sure why. Obviously, we saw last week uh, Staggerly and Norvell Austin got uh, painted yellow. I don't know why they then weren't at the following show. I think they're there. They're there Wednesday in Evansville. And. Yeah, not entirely sure why. Somebody laughing in person, and I brought them, the goodness of my heart, I brought them down here today for you. Crank the music up upstairs, guys, if you're not asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Hart's new Fabulous Ones. I tell you what, Jimmy. Uh, why don't you just just keep them here and you you stay here because they're going to have some competition and we'll, we're going <laughs> we to introduce you. We love competition, baby. We love competition. We got to take a break right now. But we'll be back and we'll introduce you to the competition I for love Jimmy Hart's new baby. We love competition. Jimmy Hart has, has brought his new fabs out here. Jimmy, Jimmy, I know you're great. I know you're very pleased with your new fabulous ones. However, I have something I want all three of you to take a look at right here on the monitor. Take a look at the original fabulous one himself, Jackie Fargo, has sent this videotape. Take a look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, after about uh, 23 or 400 wrestlers. 
talking to them and, and going to different cities and them coming to see me, uh, search is finally over. I've found me two fabulous ones, two that I know that you're going to enjoy as much as anybody I could have ever found in, in the entire wrestling world. I got a fine tape here that uh, I'd like for you to see. Then after the tape, I want to come back and uh, I'll talk to these fine young fellas uh, right after this tape. Hope you enjoy it. So now getting to see who Jackie Fargo has actually got as the fabulous ones. Seeing them get all dressed up in their uh, suits and tart and diggies. Haven't quite seen who they are yet. They get the, the gloves on, the jackets on, in the bathroom near the jacuzzi. These are actually Jackie Fargo's new fabulous ones. Nice red. Uh, and we have got the faces. We have got one Wildfire Tommy Rich and one Eddie Hot Stuff Gilbert. They are now the new fabulous ones chosen by the fabulous one himself, Jackie Fargo. They look ecstatic to be here. <laughs> there, yes. Enjoyed that, and sitting with me is the two new fabulous ones. On my left is Eddie Gilbert, and on my right, Tommy Rich. Uh, I think that uh, you, you're really going to be proud, as I am, of these men. They know what to expect from me. They know what to expect from you. They've been in New York and Ohio and all over the North and all over the West. Now they're in the good old South. They both love hominy grits and hog chows and black-eyed peas, baby. Tommy, Eddie, baby, we got our work cut out for us. I don't want 100% from you. I want 110. So let's get with it and be good boys and put out all you got. And don't ever forget the fans. They're the backbones of the whole That's thing. Okay? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you very much. And my new fabs, baby, and we'll be seeing you around. Thank you, Jackie. I thought it was in New York City. Let me tell you something, baby. That didn't impress me. I've got the real fabulous ones right here. Jimmy Hart. Hey, man, cut the stupid music up there. We're out here doing an interview. Hey, cut the tape, baby. They are the new fabulous ones. It's good to see you. It's good to be back home in the South. And you know what? We know what Jackie expects of us, and we know what all these people expect, too. And we're here to deliver, baby. All right, Tommy. Welcome back. Eddie. We know we got two big shoes to fill around here. But you look at two guys that can do it. We're going over here to see our people right now. Very good. Eddie Gilbert, Tommy Rich, the new fabulous one. Meeting their fans. So, um, Eddie Gilbert has been in the WWF. Uh, he was last there not that long ago. He was uh, last wrestling in March 1984. His last opponent was against Paul Orndorff. He then comes here. Um, actually, goes back. Uh, his first his first match in Memphis is the 12th of March. So in two days' time, basically, the Mid South Coliseum. Um, and then he so he wrestles on the fourth of March uh, in Landover, Maryland against Rene Goulet. Twelfth of March, him and Tommy Rich are here against the Moon Dogs. Sixteenth of March, he's then back in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, losing to uh, Paul Orndorff. He's then back here on the eighteenth, uh, 
that's it then. He's that's it for the rest of the time. And then Tommy Gilbert, sorry, Tommy Gilbert, Tommy Rich has been in Georgia. He wrestled on the uh, 26th of February 1984 against Ted DiBiase in Atlanta, GA. He's in here on the 28th of February. He teamed with, uh, we saw a couple weeks ago, he teamed with Austin Idol and Jerry Lawler against the Zambuis and King Konga. So yeah, Tommy, they've both been here before. Uh, Tommy Rich left here in 80-something, 81? When was he here before? He went to Georgia. He wrestled here before... Hold on, just looking. Hold on, he's in eighty-one. He's he's on. He's made two appearances in eighty-one. Um, he's in Georgia most of the time. He's obviously um, in the spring of eighty-one. Wins the NWA World Title for a few days from Harley Race. Yeah, he's here in eighty-one. Yeah, he's here in eighty-one. And then Eddie Gilbert has been here because he was here as a youngster. I think he was here at a very similar time. That's when he went off to the WWF. Eddie Gilbert is here in '81. Yes, they've both been. They've both here at basically the same time. They then come back at the same time, and they are here now as Jackie Fargo's new fabulous ones. Right now. It's like Eddie said. They got some big shoes to fill. They're uh, walking around the ringside area, getting uh, mauled by the fans. Obviously, they are a couple of handsome dudes, so they're going to fit right in. They're not quite as handsome as uh, Stan and Steve, but they're uh, reasonably good-looking chaps who uh, are uh, quite popular with the with the ladies. And uh, various other people. My boy. <laughs> An unusual pairing in a match. Uh, the Zambui Express uh, had threatened through their manager, J.J. Dillon, to take the championship belts, the Southern belts, out of here, to take them back to Florida. And as a result of that, J.J. Uh, Dillon said he would allow one more title defense, but it would have to be against the team of Jerry Lawler and Joe LaDuke. Well, both parties reluctantly agreed to be tag team partners, and here's what happened in that match. The Southern tag title is supposed to be at stake when Jerry Lawler goes with Joe LaDuke to go against the Zambui Express. Thought LaDuke was not going to be in with this match, but here he is. We are underway. So I've seen footage of the Zambui Express versus Lawler and LaDuke. LaDuke didn't start off the match, but he came running down and he saved Lawler from a hiding. Both men are working together by the looks of it. Oh, both men taken out of the Zambui Express. Lawler kicking away at uh, Mr. Elijah. Looks like LaDuke's attacking uh, Kareem. Now fast forward a bit more because obviously these are clipped shows. Zambui Express dominating Joe LaDuke here now. Oh! Rocking the big Canadian with the right hand there. Oh, but LaDuke with one of his own off the ropes. Oh, kick by LaDuke. Tags in Lawler. Jimmy Hart is on the side of LaDuke and Lawler. Lawler's got something just wrapped up and around his fist. 
The Duke's now tagged in Lawler. Joe Lawler. Oh, chain to the head of Mr. It looked like Mr. Elijah. And one for Kareem. Oh, fish drop there with a chain around the face. Joe Calhoun trying to get Mr. Kareem Muhammad out of the ring. All four men are in the ring. Lawler's choking Mr. Elijah by the looks of it with a uh, chain. Oh! He's going to be busted open in a minute, is Mr. Akeem. Jay Lawler uh, holding for Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart off the top rope. Oh no! Mr. Elijah moved and Jimmy Hart just hit Lawler with a cane. Lawler fucking pissed off now. <laughs> Jimmy Hart's big enough in the corner. Jimmy Hart's got hold, been held by Jola Duke. Sees and turns Lawler around. Jimmy Hart scurries out the ring. And schoolboy, schoolboy by Mr. Kareem by one, two. No, Lawler stops the count. Lawler stops the count. Awful men still in the ring. Looks like Elijah's got that chain now and he oh, smashes Lawler in the head with it. Jimmy Hart now back in the ring. Jimmy Hart's got something in his hand. Powder, powder, powder. But Kareem ducks, Kareem ducks. Jimmy Hart just threw powder in LeDuc's face. Oh, no. That's not going to be good for Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh, Jerry Lawler just evades the headbutt. Kareem goes both. One, one, two, three. Each member of the of the of each team has just pinned the other member. Joining me right now, the Zambui Express, Mr. Elijah Keane, Mr. Kareem I want to know what's going on around here. I want to know what's happening. Hey, let me tell you something. Anytime it's the time the champion keep the belt. Anywhere it's but if the time the champion keep the belt, I am sick and tired. And these rednecks trying to steal what belongs to the Zambui Express. I talked to JJ Dillon. If Mr. Mohammed, he told us from here on in, he gonna turn the Zambuya and press the loose, and whoever gets in the way gonna be ran over. Listen to a word from J.J. Dillon. Generosity. Generosity was my first mistake. You see, Eddie Marlin came down to the state of Florida to see me he, he pleaded with me, almost to the point of on hands and knees, whining and dining me, pleading for just one more defense of the tag team titles here in the area held by the Zambui Express. And then with what I thought was a very generous offer on my part, I said, sure. As part of the package that I negotiated, I said, we'll put the tag team titles up one more time, Mr. Elijah Akeem, Mr. Kareem Mohammed against Jerry Lawler and Joe LaDuke, the unholy combination. But I got the feeling that I was set up. Number one, Jimmy Hart, once again, messing in my business. First, I, I kind of hinted that he should stay out of my way. Then I, I almost warned him. And apparently, Jimmy Hart, the only thing that you understand is maybe a knuckle sandwich. And that's what it's coming down to. But you see, I put the real blame on the promotion, on Eddie O'Marlin, and on the officials in particular, because you see, they blew it. The thing should have been all over by now. The Zambu Express should be the undisputed champions. And see, there's a whole lot more here than meets the eye. Because right here in my pocket, I've got three contracts. Zambu Express to defend 
The Tag Team Championship belts this coming week, Miami, Florida. To defend the championship belts this coming week, San Juan, Puerto Rico. To defend the championship belts this coming week in Nassau, the Bahamas. None of them worth the paper that they're written on. And you see what disturbs me is that when the promoters from San Juan and Miami and from Nassau call me on the phone and say, JJ, where's the signed contract? It was supposed to be here overnight by courier. And I've got to explain to them, well, the, the Zambu Expressors are still the champions, but they're not exactly the champions because they don't officially have the belts and it's not the money. There's a lot of money involved here. And it, it's not really the money what it is the personal embarrassment that I've had to suffer because of the promotion, because of Eddie Marlin, because of the officials, because of Jimmy Hart, Jerry Lawler, Joe LaDuke, and this whole mess. Well, we're going to have to go back in the ring, settle with the titles held up, who is really the rightful champions. And I'm going to do what I've hesitated to do up to this point, and that is to turn the Zambui Express loose. This coming week, you are going to see what happens when 200 years of pain and misery is unleashed? And Jerry Lawler, when it's all said and done, I'm going to send the Zambui Express south. And then I'm personally coming for you. And if Jimmy Hart, you're in the way, I'm going to deal with you too. Hey, you just heard J.J. Dillon. You know, we, should, we shouldn't be in this area. We should be in Miami Beach. We should be at Nassau, laying up on the beach, getting a nice suntan. We ain't got no business being over here with these hillbillies in the snow. But since we are here, some people gonna pay some heavy dues. Lola, Austin, Joe Duke gonna pay some heavy dues, and we gonna starve right now. Bambooie Express headed for the ring. They're involved in a handicap match here today. Referee says, ring the bell. It's going to be four against two. Zambui Express, Elijah Akeem, and... Second, 229. Here is the king right now. Jerry? I want to talk just a second, if I can, here, about uh, about the Zambui Express. Did that impress anybody? Are you impressed with the Zambui Express? Well, before I get talking, I, I, I got something I want to say, but I'd like to call out Joe Leduc. I don't know who they. Hold on, let me just pause. I don't know who they faced. For some reason, it was cut. There was four men. I'd imagine it was probably David. Uh, it was probably Jim Jameson, Ken Raper, Robert Reed, and maybe someone else. Um, obviously, didn't see the match, but the Zambu Express won in two minutes. They shouldn't have two minutes twenty-nine. I think Dave said shouldn't have lasted that long. But that's how what they've been doing with the Zambu Express. They sort of just put them in matches and then they just drag on. They're two big dudes that should be dominating people in. 30 seconds to a minute and a half no more than a minute and a half but yet they keep putting them in these silly little matches that go over two minutes to me that's just that shows that they're not you know you, you know what i mean but yeah let's uh, head down to uh, lawler and uh, leduc before we get going here i got a few words i'd like to say about not only uh, the express but what dylan had to say and uh we can get joe Joe and Jimmy Hart coming out of here. We didn't need him. No. Hey, Joe. I would like to, uh, I would like to talk to you for just a second about uh, this match we got coming up with the Zambui Express. Sure. Now you know, 
I guess you realize the belts are held up. That means they're no longer the champions, but of course we're not the champions either, Joe. Yeah. Now we're gonna go in that match with one thing in mind. We wanna come out the champions, right? We wanna right. keep the belts away from those guys. Well, now let me just, let me, let me explain something to you. I want you to listen real carefully to this. Now you saw those guys and you've been in the ring against them and you know as well as I do that they're big and they're strong and they're mean and they're tough and they're impressive. And right now, they're mad. They're angry. J.J. Dillon has got them pumped up, brother. He, they are fired up. So what it's going to take from me and what it's going to take from you is an above-average effort. We're going to have to give it everything we've got in order to beat those guys. Do you agree with me? You ever said anything right, Lawler? You just said it now. That's right. It's going to take perfection. We're going to have to mesh together as a team like a well-oiled machine. We can't afford any mistakes. Am I right? You got that right. Yeah, I got that right. Well, let me just tell you that standing right behind you is the biggest mistake that there has ever been around the sport of professional wrestling right there. Come on, baby. What do you mean a mistake? I mean just what I said, Joe. You know what took place last week. I had one man pinned, and thanks to the wimp here, one of the Zambui Express pinned you. Now, if it hadn't have been for him, the way I figured, we would be the Southern Tag Team Champions. Now, don't just... Okay, do you hear what the people are saying? Wait just a minute. Wait a second, Hart. Don't say anything. What I've done, Joe, is I put together a little piece of film. I want you people to watch the monitors. Hart, I want you to watch, and Joe, especially you, I want you to watch the monitors. It's kind of a cute piece of film, and it's sort of what I expect out of Jimmy Hart every time he's around the ring, okay? Watch the monitors, you people at home, watch your TVs. This is uh, just a little piece of... Uh, you always hurt the one you love, the one you should hurt at all. You just seen footage of uh, Jimmy Hart trying to help his uh, hands, but hindering them. Throwing powder in people's faces and jumping on people that he shouldn't be jumping on and getting beat up by uh, <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Punching the assassins while they're facing the uh, rock and rolls. Just basically the same clips over and over again, but just showing uh, Jimmy Hart's incompetence in his uh, helping of his charges. What music this is? It's just the same. It's got the same four clips just shown over and over again, basically. Now I realize it's kind of cute little piece of music, but very appropriate film. Now, do you get my drift, Joe? Do you see what I'm talking about here? I think that you and I can win those tag team titles and keep them right here in this area. But we don't need him anywhere near the building when we do it. Well, first of all, hold the phone here, big man. Let me tell you something. What do you mean you don't need me near the building? What's the big deal? What did you do, stay up all week putting this film together? Hey, I might have missed a few little punches, but how many films have you had of you? I can go back to my home and bring out 5,000 films of you missing punches coming off the top rope, man. What is, this is ridiculous, man. Do you know why I put this together? And do you know why I'm trying to make him see the light? Do you know why? Tell me why. Let me tell you why, Hart. Because I don't like you. And I'll never like you. And I don't want you anywhere around me. Does that make this, is that clear to you? Come off the top rope up there with a cane! 
know this, baby. I went to the Coliseum and I saw it live with my own eyes because I was there. You pulled that car, 2002 car, around the Coliseum three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. You were the world's strongest professional athlete. I came in the ring to hit him with my solution powder. What happens? He slipped out of your arms. Is that my fault that happened? Let me tell you something, baby. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that y'all don't need Jimmy Hart? What I'm saying, we don't need this wimp, Joe. You and I can do it. Are you with him? Are you with him, Joe and Duke? He don't need me at the ringside. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You asked me a favor last week to be his partner. Are you trying to say that you don't need me? Try it, try it, try it. You're trying to lie. You don't want me at ringside. Well, let me tell you two guys something. Let me tell both of you something. I'll tell you this right now, baby. You don't need me. What I'm going to tell you, you can't run me away from ringside. Because I will be at ringside. I will be at that match, and I'll prove to you, you don't need Jimmy Hart. You understand that? Nobody runs me out of anywhere. Nobody runs me out of anywhere. You know, I've, I've known J.J. Dillon a long time because I travel all over the world, and J.J. Dillon is a traveling man. Now he's got the Zambui Express, very mad. Well, Zambui Express, you can be mad all you want because there's one little thing you don't know. He said, Duke and Lawler can be mad than anybody else in the world because we took more pain, we took more of anything in the world, more bruised, more broken bone than anything else in the world. And we're going to go in the ring this time. And we're going to be mad. And we're going to be so mad, Zamboni Express, we're not going to have nobody to blame anything on it. You're not, you're not doing something I don't know, do you? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Well, Jimmy Hart ain't going to be there. That's you right. show the film. You got that right. What? Watch him, Joe. I'm going to mess you up. Watch him. He's not going to Listen, Laura, I still don't like you. I'm your partner, and I'm going to fight 500%. But don't make a mistake. All I can say is, with Hart out there, there won't be any mistakes. You're looking at the next tag team champion right here. All right, there are. Joe Duke. You see, Jimmy Hart will not be in the corner. Hart says he'll, uh, he'll be there whether they want him or not. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. We're going to see what happens in a in a battle royal here with $5,000 to the winner. That's coming up on Championship Wrestling. You stay with us and we'll be back with it. Up here, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Brief, it looks like uh, about 20 men set to go in this battle royal. And they're already, already battling each other here. So it looks like we've got King Kong of the A-Team, Jerry Lawler, Randy Savage, 
Pork Chop Cash, Dream Machine, Dutch Mantel, uh, Joe LaDuke, some other people I can't quite see. I think Scott Shannon, Spike Huber might be in here, Norvell, uh, Stagger Lee's there. Joe Calhoun's in there as well as the referee. <laughs> Harley Davidson, Dirty Roads. Jonah Duke and one of the Zambu Express are fighting outside with a chair. I think they've been eliminated. Joey Lawler and the other Zambu Express member have been eliminated. Norvell Austin's in there. So Zambu Express, Joey Lawler and Jola Duke have been eliminated from the Battle Royal. So that's four men out. A-team are in there, like I said. King Konga. Bugsy McGraw's in there, I can see. Dirty Rhodes is now wearing... Uh, he's not wearing tights anymore, he's wearing trunks. Joe LaDuke and Joe Lawler are trying to get back in the ring, but they can't. The uh, Black Ninja is in there, who I believe, I said the other week, I believe is uh, Sabu, the wild man. We've got the A-team working together. We've got Hill, uh, Harley Davidson and King Konga going at it. Randy Savage is in there. Dirty Rhodes is attacking one of the A-team. Just bizarre because he was part of the A-team a while ago. <laughs> I think, that's right. I think I said that was Randy Colley last week. Anyway, someone, Randy Savage is trying to eliminate somebody. Boxy McGraw has been eliminated. Jimmy Hart and Angelo Poffer on the outside. The Battle Royal on television is very unique here in Memphis. They have them sporadically in the Coliseum and in Louisville, but... Uh, to see him on telly is a, is a, is a rarity. I've always been a big fan of um, Royal Rumbles and Battle Royals because when I was little, we, uh, we didn't have Sky, so we didn't get to see weekly television. So whenever there was a paper like a Royal Rumble or the Battle uh, the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall, it was, also, it, was also, it was always fun for me to see because you sometimes get to see people you didn't necessarily see all the time. So I've always uh, been a fan of Battle Royals. I even enjoy the, 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 the three-ring one at WCW. You know, sometimes the way they film it sometimes is carnage, but it's a, it's a good, you know, good idea. That's when tell Randy Savage going at each other. Uh, there's a few of the A team are now out of this. That's when tell jumping on the back of King Konga. Oh no, there's still one member of the A team in there. Can't see. No, yeah, both Norvell Austin and Stagger Lee are in there. Dirty Rhodes, Harley Davidson. Scott Shannon's in there still. Spike Huber. Pork Chuck Cash. Oh no, Norval Austin's just been eliminated by Randy Savage. Remember, there's a trophy over here on the desk and $5,000 to the winner of this match. King Konga. King Konga just been eliminated. Randy Savage working over Dutch Mantel. Oh, who's that? Black Ninja just been eliminated. Porkchop Cash is... No, Porkchop, Porkchop Cash is still there. Dream Machine's in there. Harley Davidson, Dirty Roads. Dutch Mantel, Randy Savage. 
Scott Shannon's in there, I think. Uh, who's that? Oh! Spike Huber just been eliminated. Dream Machine. Oh! Dirty Road just been eliminated by. Uh, so we're down to the last five. Scott Shannon, Dream Machine, Dutch Motel, Harley Davidson, Randy Savage. Dream Machine working over Scott Shannon, while Harley and Dutch work over. No, Harley's just been tipped over by uh, Randy Savage. We're down to the final four. Scott Shannon, Dream Machine, Randy Savage, Dutch Motel. Randy Savage and Dutch Whale on the way on each other. They've been feuding recently. Scott Shannon in there putting on a good show against Dream Machine. Scott Shannon Whale on the way on uh, Dream Machine. Irish written there by Shannon. Oh, big back body drop down goes Dream Machine. Savage and Mantel Whale on the way on each other again on the ropes. Scott Shannon picks up Dream Machine. Oh, reverse atomic drop. Jerry Calhoun's still in there. Had surprisingly not been uh, not in the way, not considering all those men that were in there. He's just sort of just moving around, scurrying around. Touch Mantel, whipped by Savage, kicked by Savage by Mantel. Scott Shannon still working away on Dream Machine. Mantel. Oh no, Scott Shannon, Randy Savage. No, I was written there by Dream Machine. Big back elbow, down goes Shannon. Mantel and Savage trying to get each other out. Dream Machine picks up Shannon, slams him down. Off the ropes now. Oh, drops an elbow. They've cut the ring in half. But both men have got a sort of all four men have got. Oh, he's going for a pin. Pinfalls counting this, do they? What the fuck's going on? And Savage is gone. Savage is gone. Dutch Mantel eliminates Randy Savage. Dream Machine eliminates Scott Shannon. Dutch Mantel comes over and el eliminates Dream Machine. Dutch Mantel wins. Dutch Mantel wins. Randy Savage is now in there and attacks Dutch Mantel and then throws him over the top rope. Dutch Mantel won? Savage was eliminated, yeah. The Dutch Mantel wins. Dutch Mantel wins. Savage and Poffer have gone over and stolen the money, basically. Jerry Calhoun's trying to get him off it. Alright, wait a minute. Let me let me get the referee a Dutch over here. Hey, hey. Absolute chaos. I don't think Jerry Calhoun saw Savage being eliminated. It's like Royal Rumble nineteen ninety seven all over again. We're now seeing a action replay. Dutch Mantel eliminates Dream Machine. Joey Calhoun now sees Randy Savage come back in the ring. And a knee to the back sends Mantel. No. The Dutch Mattel has won, but he's now being attacked three on one now by Poffo, Jimmy Hart and Savage. Joey Calhoun trying to grab the money. Jimmy Hart trying to grab the money. Randy Savage with a steel chair now. Measuring Dutch Mattel. Oh, straight to the noggin. Dutch Mattel down. 
Chair to the head. Randy Savage now picks up Mantel, punching the wire. And Dutch Mantel is the winner. He has won the trophy and the $5,000. But Angela Poffer and Jimmy Hart are outside trying to scupper up all the money. Dutch Mantel probably bloodied by that chair. He will be in a minute with Randy Savage wailing away on his forehead. Here comes Jimmy, uh, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's now in the ring with a bar stool. Oh, launches a bar stool at Randy Savage. Austin Idol's there as well. Crazy scenes here. Yeah, the money is gone with uh, Hart and Popo. They grabbed the money down here and took off with it. Mantel out of the ring. Dutchman. Uh, let me say one thing, baby. When you win, you win, and when you lose, you lose. Savage, you lost. But I'm going to say one thing. You got to get my money back out here, Savage. You got 30 seconds to bring it back. And if you don't bring it back, so help me God. The next time I see you, Savage, I'm going to take $5,000 out of your hat, baby. I want my money back and pay back the deal. I want Get that uh, head taken care of here. You're right, though. Popo and Hart uh, grabbed all the money and left with it, but Dutch, it's Dutch Mantel's money. He won the match. He also gets the trophy here. We'll take a break. Hey, we'll be back. We've got more championship wrestling. Austin Idol, yes, Bugsy McGraw with it. I want to get right down to the point, you know. We just witnessed what happened. We just witnessed a mid-American champion, Randy Savage, a big, tough man who jumped a dude from behind and took his money and run. Well, Donald, I'm telling you, that Monday night, Donald, we're going to face head on, and we're going to find out what the real champion's all about. You know, when you want to get rid of a past, you want to get rid of a bug, you use an insecticide. And when you want to get rid of a wrestler, darling, you use Austin Idol. And tonight, baby, I'm going to be in Pinnacle, Arkansas with the new fabulous ones, and I can't wait to get there. What are you doing, Bimbry? Bugsy McGraw. Just a few words, you know. There's excitement in the air here. I mean... I mean, the things are happening. You can see it on the floor here. Man, there's some blood here. There's people all over the, the place, in the ring and out of the ring. But I want to tell Rick Rue, you can bring your little hussy out here, you understand? She can paint her lips, paint her face, and wear tights and everything else. But it doesn't make any difference, because you still got to beat me. Bye-bye. That's in the draw. We're going against uh, Rick Rue in a uh, single match. Take a look at the action coming up around the territory. Tonight, Paragould, Arkansas. Paragould High School Championship Wrestling. Well, Jimmy Hart here right now with the Moondog. You know, it feels so good to have the Moondogs back with the first family of wrestling, baby. It feels so good to put this Moondog helmet back on again. Let me tell you something, baby. The Moondogs are international roughnecks. You saw the matches they used to have with the old fabulous ones. They couldn't take any more, so they hit the road, baby. But the Moondogs are back with Jimmy Hart. Let me tell you something, Fargo. You can bring anybody you want. You better pump Tommy Rich up. You better get behind Eddie Gilbert because I promise you this, baby. The Moondogs are going to be ready. We're going to bring everything to the ring that 
we can because I promise you, like I said a million times before, you ain't humiliating Jimmy Hart. You'll never run the family away. You're never going to get rid of the Moon Dogs. So fabulous ones, come on down. Bring your music. Bring your jackets. It's going to be just like it was with Stan and Steve, baby. When Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert's jackets come off and the music stops playing, it's still going to be Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. These are the Moon Dogs, baby. They've held belts all over the world. They used to be my Southern heavyweight champions till Eddie Martin came up with some kind of stupid scheme along with a promotion to get rid of them. But baby, they're back, and I promise you this, we will be ready. You had better be ready, right, Moondogs? All right, there they are, the Moondogs with Jimmy Hart. Let me tell you something, Dave Brown. I've never been more sincere in my life, I promise you. I promise you this, the Moondogs and Jimmy Hart, live and in person, Fabulous once Fargo, you old fossil. I promise you, baby, you better do what you can do. You better bring it this time because it ain't going to be no return. We're going to leave them laying in the middle of the ring anytime we meet these guys. You understand what I'm saying? You understand that? Yeah. Come on, baby. Hart and the Moon Dogs. The Moon Dogs back with the first family, as, uh, as you heard Jimmy Hart say. There they are. There they go. Anyway, a uh, quick recap of the action we had on championship wrestling here today. Jerry Law. So the Moondogs um, just had a quick look. They lost a no disqualification loser leaves town match on the 16th of January to the Fabulous Ones. They then appeared in the WWF in a dark match in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, 10th of February. They had a dark match against Bobby Fulton and Brian Madden. They then had a an, um, another match on the 2nd of March, 1984, against Eddie Gilbert and Terry Daniels. They then come back here for two... Uh, are they here for two... They're here for uh, about three matches in Memphis, and then they make their return to the WWF in June of 1984, where they are there until 1986. Yes, they then have their last match in uh, WWF on the 8th of December 1986. So, uh, yes, the Moondogs are back. Possibly won't see them next week. Um, depends on if we get a clip or anything of what's happened because they are facing the new fabulous ones this coming Monday in Memphis. So, ladies and gentlemen, that has just been the 10th of March 1984 edition of Memphis. Hopefully, you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was very quite entertaining, actually. Only two matches, but they were two entertaining matches Jerry Lawler versus Randy Savage and the Battle Royal. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for con your continued support and your continued listenership. It does mean a lot. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Old Bakery Pro. You can also find us on the Place to Be network and the WrestleCopia network if you listen to one make sure you give the other one a listen because there's a whole variety of different shows on both uh, thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis Tennessee thank you very much to Alance Russell Dave Brown and Jerry Jarrett and until next time Roger,